hello everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the four keeps dark star legacy part seven of our level 20 final arc today is august 7th 2023 and you are loved that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games if this is your first time joining us you can go to youtube.com indoor adventures to catch up on the vods of each of the games that we have played up until this point or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free you can find us there under the same moniker and speaking of things that are being made available for free if you go to patreon.com indoor adventures you can check up on our after show called nights in the courtyard where we answer questions not from each other but also from the community so if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk feel free to join us again at patreon.com indoor adventures but let's say you already support us on youtube and twitch and uh, other places where you can find us on social media and you're trying to think to yourself where can i help go to help support this fantastic show even more well, guess what, Acorns? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks. We even have face masks like the one LB is currently showing up that have the symbol of Tiamat upon them, designed by our very own Cyberwolf1201, where all of the proceeds of our merch is going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you'd like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com bubble.com that is indoor adventure no s at the end dot redbubble.com but that is it for my opening spiel hey rj who are you playing today hello everybody i'm rj and today i'm playing arjan the draconian ranger cleric Fuck. <laughs> okay I, once more but with feeling hello everybody i'm rj and today i'm playing calum the shatter kai wizard fighter Hello, everybody. I'm LB Hackamup, and I am playing Gwen the Halfling Barbarian. We both go by she, her. Hoi, I'm Cyber. I use he or whatever pronouns. I play Arjan. Arjan is Baldur's Gatekeeper. He, him. Hi, everybody. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. Today I'm playing as Cory, the Eladrin Paladin. She, they, and he, I go by she, her. And I am the indoor adventurer. He, him. And tonight... Uh, before I even begin with a recap, I just want to take a brief aside and say thank you to everybody who helped donate to the coffee Ko-Fi. I don't re honestly, I've never known how to pronounce it. Use the ko.fi that we had set up uh, for helping myself and my partner find our forever home. Uh, that became fully funded and we are picking up keys to our new place on Thursday. So uh hey we'll have a, a walkthrough video of our new place maybe i don't know something that we uh was, think about it i'm just really glad i'm really thankful and uh i'm i'm glad not to feel stressed uh about the first stage of moving anyway so uh but yes i'm the indoor adventurer he him uh and tonight i shall be your dungeon master so last we left off shit got a little wild and i think that we can say that uh with a degree of certainty after much conversing and uh hoo-hawing about uh what it is that you are exactly going to do with gwen's spirits you came up with a plan that if gwen summoned grayskull using her axe as a spirit you could true polymorph grayskull into something that is a not spirit and not subject to returning to the axe 
after his time was done. It was at that point, while you were aboard the mechanical tyrant, that you decided, fuck it. Now's the time. Uh, and you turned Grayskull into, effectively, a storm giant quintessent. Uh, a rather powerful storm giant. Grayskull, of course, thought that he was too big, so we condensed him down to regular adventuring size. Uh, but he still has quite a significant amount of power to him. Now, it was at that point that you all landed on the Rock of Brawl, where your group split up. Two of you deciding to go with Skiznabat to go to the Happy Beholder, uh, a rather uh, family-oriented restaurant uh, being led by one large Luigi, uh, a rather... Uh, enjoyable beholder he's, he's just a little guy he's a little fun guy uh and he's here and ready to make sure everybody gets their food while the others uh being arjan gwen and grayskull decided that you were going to go and check out the a franchise of things that make you say wow it seemed strange for it to be here and when you arrived at things that make you say wow you were greeted by not a rillo thread twister but by two individuals known as Bryce and Karen, uh, who are they individuals? Are they a hive mind? You're not really sure, but you also encountered them again at Food That Makes You Say Yum, uh, where it was revealed that today was effectively Grayskull's birthday. Uh, and as such, Grayskull was sung a very threatening happy birthday song uh, where he uh, cried a little bit uh, due to the overstimulation. It was at that point that uh, Arjan, Gwen, and Grayskull said, fuck it, we're going to go to the Happy Beholder uh, where our the rest of our party was supposed to go. Uh, and you did. And as we ended last session, uh, Skiznabat had ordered from Robinson, uh, the sh uh, bugbear chef here at the Happy Beholder. Y'all had ordered some killer apps, including, but not limited to, some jalapeno poppers uh, that Robinson has apparently been working on for a while. And that is where your group rejoins. Uh, and we will start up with the uh, three who were absent at uh, the Happy Beholder kind of sidling into this large booth uh, that is able to accommodate all of your needs. And uh, I think Skiznabat is the first one uh, to say, uh, while looking up and down at Grayskull, uh, and comments like, the half cape is a very good look in Grayskull. Uh, for Corey and Calum, you just see him have this look where it's like, yeah, he definitely came from a things that make you say wow. Uh, where it's just like, thank you. I don't know if I'm hungry or not. Oh, don't worry. And from the smell of things here, I think he might be. If not, he can always get a drink. And Grayskull will lean uh, down towards you, Calum, and just say, please don't tell them it's my birthday. Do not tell them it's my birthday. Is and he it? has, like, a truly pleading look. Like, please don't do that. Never again. I never want to have a birthday. This is how we create Jehovah's Witness uh, in our homebrew setting. <laughs> no birthdays. Is that what they do? No birthdays, no Christmas. Oh, damn. Yep. Uh, all right, big guy. Um, It's not your birthday. Thank you. 
And would you like some jalapeno poppers? What are those? Uh, it he'll, is jalapeno stuff with cheese, bacon, and okay. He'll eat one. I just ha. Huh. Uh. And he is doing that thing where he's like trying to cool it in his mouth by just. Huh, huh, huh. If his mouth is open, Caleb just points into it, snaps a finger, and cools his mouth with prestidigitation. Oh. Yeah, those are amazing, aren't they? Mm. You, know, you gotta be a little careful. They, they're hot and spicy. He's a Goliath. Goliath don't care about spice. Do you know we eat fucking rocks? Right? Right, buddy? Yeah, we eat rocks sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's to like help with digestion, though. Yeah. A rock spicy? Well, no. Well, but our stomachs are made of steel, is what I'm saying. Hey. I feel like that'd be a problem for your teeth more than your stomach. Well, you oh. don't chew the rocks. You sort of like find little ones, and then you would eat them. If like, you had an upset tummy, like if you ate a bone, you weren't supposed to. It was so yeah. to yeah. help like, grind that up in your guts. Just oh, jump around like a little mortar, bit. Mm -hmm. mortar, the old tumbler. A mortar and pestle. Mm -hmm. Intriguing. I think birds do that. Do birds do that, Caleb? Maybe. Hmm. Grabs a jalapeno popper. Mm -hmm. Anyways, how was your guys' oh, day? Because ours was awful. <laughs> I can tell by the abject horror on all of your faces. Corey, Corey, tell them what happened. Wait, what? Where? At, oh, you, were you all right with us? Who was with no, us? No. Arjun was with us. Arjun never again. It's been two weeks. It's been a full week. It feels like it's been months. <laughs> Gen Con was a lot. Um, uh, go ahead. We have, uh, we, we did pick up some bounties for a few of the Arillos. Um, not to take them, but just to know what was going on. Um, also, the people that are running it are Oblexes. Oh! Oh, you mean those puppet slime things that those. we... Hmm. Concerning. It wasn't an Arillo? It wasn't an Arillo. No, of course not. That Apparently all the Arillos were joined. Well, not all of them. Except for these. And they're trying to catch the rest of them, are they? Yes. Apparently. What exactly did he do? Did he become well, a god? Is that what... Well, Skiznabat is there, happened? just like... From my understanding of the process, when I saw it, I believe um, all Arillos across space-time and plane were conglomerated into one being, the new god of merchants, correct? The god, G voice in the sky? Uh, basically uh, bringing life into the old god of merchants. Um... What's the what's the cutesy word for it? They were set sacrificed. He ate them? More or less to become more powerful, corporeal, that sort of thing. It sounds like a one reborn situation. 
Yeah. Is that what Corey's gonna have to do when she gets her other sides back? I hope not. That would be traumatic. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not what happens at all. No. Um, sorry, I had to... I had a little moment to myself. You see, Gwen, when a godling and a... <clears throat> when a merchant and a paladin love each other very much, they get into a trade agreement in which the paladin trades some of their blood over to said merchant, and they conduct a ritual that brings about the birth of the merchant god. Rebirth to the wise. New genders just dropped. No, I have sex the normal way. Oh. Skiznabat raises a slow hand at the table. Uh, yes, Skiznabat. I have several questions. Godling? Mm-hmm. Points oh, did, towards Corey. Did, did I not mention? So you're a little more than a paladin. Mm. Okay. You were all there when the managerial change at things that make you say wow took place? Just Corey. Not and all I. of us. Oh, it, no. Caleb, you weren't there. Were you? Caleb was not. That was just Corey. It was only me. And I will take that secret to oh, the right. grave. Oh, right. I came <laughs> back with the, like, what did she do? What did she do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, I think if we reverse that a little bit with Caleb yeah. being like, oh, nobody really knows what happened to things that make you say wow. Like, Corey, um, make a deception check or a performance check. <laughs> Uh, for the table, as everyone vocally says, we don't know what happened there. Uh, and you try and keep that little secret, like, deep inside I'm not. You. I'm not hiding the fact that I knew I'm what happened sure there. I'm pretty sure Corey told Kim about it, though. I am openly saying I refuse to talk about it. Okay. I am openly being closed off about it. Okay, and Skiz Matt has no further questions on that. Um, other than just establishing uh, the godling part, because if that story is not being shared at the table with Corey not being yeah. uh, upfront about it, he doesn't have much else so, to go on. Godling, champion of a god, leader okay. of a tribe of Goliaths. Uh, does anybody else want to share theirs, or should we just leave it? At Recently that? dead. Not my birthday. And Grayskull like looks around really quick in case somebody might accuse him of having his today be his birthday. Alright, well also technically recently dead on my end. Was it your first time? No. <laughs> uh Magister of Mistra and Alkalite to Saloon. Don't know what those words mean, but they sound like they are multisyllabic and therefore important. A herald of Tiamat, uh, founder and CEO of Tyrant Security. Other things. We've been through a lot. No, hold on. Mm-hmm. And that, well, now that raises another question, just to to establish. So, looks at Corey. Your good aligned deity oh yes of course um well the mantle of one at least there's been a lot and he 
not to be judgmental i'm not looking to like ask questions but actively a advocate uh herald for tiamat ah i, Honest, I see where the honestly between all of the gods that we have dealt with tiamat has been the most chill that's fair yes my god took mm -hmm. my eye i've learned a lot from Ooh. her actually mm -hmm. all uh, right just the sister to my deity tried to puppet me, and I Did. killed my father figure that way. Yeah, better. Oh. Not a question he was asking, I don't think, but I'm glad we're putting everything on the table. Oh, that was part of the deities we've dealt with, common from Arshan. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. All right. So, yes. On the... What, what, Grand what, scale? Yeah. <laughs> the, the domain list on the on the like what the fuck is it what what the, the fuck chart? did io io Pan give all the gods a thing oh profiles portfolios of all the on the profiles yes e god of evil dragons is on there it it's a lot more chill than it reads on the paper you know what? I'll Wonderful concerts. You should probably go at some point. I will if you know if tickets are cheap. Uh, I'll They're I'll not. find a seat. <laughs> They're not. She's doing the whole errors tour thing. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. I have heard about that. Well, you know, um, uh, as far as if we're talking about back history, backstory, um. Grew up in a place called Toril. Got uh, taken into the skies via spell jammer. Realized flying in space was pretty cool. Uh, and I never looked back, except when uh, we made stops. But it was one of those things like I, I wasn't really old enough at the time that I was taken to really have like any sort of, of tie to the material plane. What do we know you? from Toro? What'd you say, Arjun? Who do we know from Toro? Uh, that would be Jilfan, Olman, Hish, uh, and a uh, dude named Albus. It's kind of wet. Oh. We also know the Malrescas. You do also know the Malrescas. Interesting. The, Mal the Malrescas, um... The Wardy Dragon Heist crew yeah as well then as uh, well. yeah <laughs> i should really contact her <laughs> <laughs> what took you into wild space uh well it was in the shape of a giant scorpion which was really cool uh kind of just went I'm, I, I, I don't really know um were you were you taken against your will, or? Well, no. I, I, well, now that you say it, I don't. I didn't really have a choice. Uh, I was put to work as a cabin boy. Uh, for a while. Did they abduct you because you were real small and can get into tight spaces? You know, now that you say it out loud, I believe that was their reasoning. Yes. Star Lord, motherfucker. But 
upon proving my prowess at commanding and and uh, well operating spell jammers, uh, eventually you form a ship of your you get a ship of your own. You find a crew of people that are willing to fight beside you, uh, such as Robinson back there uh, and the cook uh in the back of the happy be uh of the happy beholder like gives a steady wave and uh well the rest is history you die a couple times you go on a few perilous treks here and there uh and then a surge of energy from the gates of limbo turns you into a flump you don't really know how to get back because it's deep-seated chaos magic and then you end up meeting a fine group of people who if i am am Remembering this right, you were all in a heist? Is that what was going on at that time? I believe yes. so. Yes, but it was very important. Oh, ice. Look. Good heist, you know? Great heist. Uh, I exploded from a hug, and now I'm a man again. Uh, and that sort of yeah. brings us I all here. I'm sorry. I didn't really know what you looked like prior, and all I've really read are romance novels where everyone's hunky hey i have no problem this is as far as i am concerned uh i am just gonna roll with i've always looked this way uh i mean like i could get like a ring of disguise or something but like jacked man it's a good um, fit yeah those aren't vanity muscles no these are i these look like the muscles of somebody who is written and described as like lifting giant bales of hay in the summer heat on a regular basis. There was one scene in a book where someone was splitting logs, but instead they were ripping them in half. Oh yeah, no, I've d I am able to do that now. I did it as like a gag at a party, and it took off really well. But no, he really I... does have Toral's ass. <laughs> <laughs> as far as my uh, uh, placement here you know I have sailed around a lot I have a good idea of, of the general star spheres that we're near uh, but I am not nearly as storied an adventurer as you four at least as far as the gods are concerned like We've been doing this for a long time. Okay? Oh, really? Like how, how oh, many decades? Yeah. <clears throat> At least one. It's been like two years since the start of the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it feels like it's been at least five years, so... In Feywild Anywho. time, yes? Yeah, for oh. sure. It, but, you know, one day you'll get there, my dude. I, thank it's... you. So, who else are we here for? So, uh, once we finish this meal, I will confirm with Robinson where exactly we need to go. From my understanding, uh, I still need to get uh, my ship's doctor, uh, our shipwright, helmsman, navigator, uh, and our musician. Uh, and once we get those last five, uh, you're ready to ship out. Uh, although we do need to go to the star charts uh, and, and, well, Elmendale's star charts and, and get few to at least have a proper map of where we're going to go. You all said that it was a, a, the dark star. Um, it's not exactly 
a common destination from what I recall uh, but the but space does change uh, every once in a while so as soon as I get a series of maps um, it, honestly uh, if you if some of you would even go and and get my crew or if one or two of you wanted to join me to get these maps uh, we could try and expedite the process hmm yeah we could we haven't had a good old split up in a while Ooh, let's figure out how we're going to split it this way. Uh, and Grayskull says, uh, I'm with Gwen. Yeah, and I'm with Arjan. What did you guys want? I mean, I guess we could split it up differently. That's how we usually do it. Oh, I was going to say split it up even further. But if we want a buddy cop. I like hanging out with Arjan. I don't like whenever... The people are going off single. All right, I guess Corey and I will take a few of them. This has been historically very well done. Oh, don't worry, it won't ju just be you and me. It'll be you and me and also me. Oh, okay. I thought she was back on the ship. Yeah, I thought she was guarding. Oh, well, she can't come along then you won't have as many guards on your ship and in a pirate no. town i don't want to raise a stink but i feel like having oh no, no fair enough fair well, enough i thought that we were going to be going can't... off planet no, no they're all here i told them all to wait here okay. because i mean right. being flump uh we all knew that was a temporary setback right I mean, they've been here for uh, about two years at this point, but temporary, nonetheless, ingraining themselves in, in the locals. You know, the Rock doesn't really have locals. It has a lot of people who decided that this was a good place to set up shop. Who will be going with you, then? Uh, well, um... I assume that one will require money. Oh, the Star Charts, yes. The Star Charts will require money uh usually sells charts anywhere between two to eight hundred gold pieces uh but i'm sure that we can knock a deal out uh so let's say let's accommodate for uh for three maps uh and anything more um well we'll we'll figure it out not saying we rob the man, because you don't rob the guy who sells you directions to the place where you need to go. Uh, but I am saying that if we're going into uncharted territory, he might be willing to call have a few losses on the old monetary scales. Right, that mission requires money. That's my domain. Let's go. All right. Oh, where are we going again? Off to find a doctor, a navigator, a musician, and or a shipwright. Just will anyone do? Or are we looking part for of his? their crew? Yes. Right. Okay. I'll get their names down from uh, from Skiznabat. Yeah, Skiznabat. Should, uh, should Skiznabat go with you? 
Robinson is actually going to be joining. So there will be uh, the first mate slash chef will be joining the elves uh, and then Skiznabat will be joining the rest of the party. So you each have a representative from his crew um, to be able to accommodate. Uh, So for the first, uh, so Arjan, Gwen, uh, Grayskull, Skiznabat, or going towards Elmander's star charts. Your group heads out. Corey, Calum, the two of you are then met with this bugbear uh, who looks like he has just been like, like there's like a, a, a very thin brush that he keeps tucked in like his lower facial hair. Uh, he was wearing a hairnet to try and keep like any head hair out of the food. And it looks like the it looks like the pots and, and uh, uh, utensils that they use here actually are enchanted to prevent hair uh, from falling into the food. It looks like it has like either like a brief out layer or if the hair is in there that it just disappears. It looks like even regardless of how hairy he is, they have accommodated for that because large Luigi uh, is a good business owner. He knows what keeps people coming back. Uh, that being said, uh, Robinson explains to uh, both Corey and Caleb uh, that um, they can either, uh, that their locations are either going to be Gift Town, uh, the section of town that is uh, controlled by sentient hippo folk who love getting into duels with their firearms uh as far as uh locale goes uh there of course is also the dry dock uh then it seems like uh there are actually two of them that are at the dry uh dry dock being uh madeira and thora who are the shipwright and the helmsman uh he believes that uh balthazar uh, the navigator is also going to be located at the dry dock as Balthazar and Thora uh, are typically inseparable as Thora drop deep is a deep gnome uh, and Balthazar is her auto gnome companion. Auto gnome? Yes. Uh, it seems, uh, and Robinson gets a, a big grin on his face uh, when you say auto gnome. Get in uh, the gnome, auto gnome. <laughs> Uh, and he says uh, that, uh, fortunately, uh, you don't need a pilot for an autonome. Uh, they're like those uh, warforged-like creatures, uh, but a little bit more um, uh, bubbly in personality. It seems like autonomes uh, are uh, not necessarily that they have uh, a... Uh, uh, personality chip that has been like implanted in them or anything like that but just by the more crafty magic of the gnomes they seem to be a bit peculiar uh, in their overall development some aging even uh, similar to how people age as far as like their mental span goes uh, but not uh, like a warforged where they are just like they are built that way Uh, and they can still learn and, and take in new information, but processing is different. Uh, imagine like an Intel versus an AMD chipset. Uh, you're just going to get a similar yet very different product uh, out of the end result. Uh, and then uh, as far as Calliope, uh, Robinson was last uh, aware that Calliope had joined 
uh, or at least was hanging out uh, at, uh, at the Folk Guild house, uh, as he described it. Which is kind of a, a smaller scale theater. There is a grand theater uh, that's located in the high end of the Rock of Brawl. Um, but the theater that Calliope seems to have found themselves in uh, is much closer to, well, not necessarily a seedy part of town, but the mid-ring. So, so Corey, do we want to hit the dry dock first or last? Because that's where the most populated of the crew is. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, what would the alternative be? Well, we could go to the seedier part of town and pick up Calliope first, get that out of the way. I suppose the question becomes, do we want to go to the seedier part of town with less people or with more people? Or if we go to the dry dock first, Will we send them back to our ship, or will we be bringing them to the seedier part of town? Honestly, in my opinion, we draw less attention with just the three of us if we were to go to the seedier part of town. Hmm. Well, why don't we just go ahead and get that part out of the way? If we go there with the rest of the crew, we're rolling in eight deep, and that typically draws the eye. I suppose it could. Okay. Calliope it is. All right. So the group of you make your way to the Folk Guild house. Uh, so that is the three of you there. And then we have our other group heading towards the star charts. So we're going to tie on back to the star chart group. Uh, as you are wandering through the city streets, Grayskull is like, he's still just like looking around, checking constantly like not necessarily for more things that make you say branded stores uh but just in general like he is this is his first time really being out and about in a crowd not necessarily by himself but just like with his own feet uh so he is having uh not difficulty wandering through he's just not used to people immediately bowing out of the way and he kind of gets this like gwen as you're up on his shoulder think i kind of like this uh as again like he is uh basically a driving wedge uh in terms of crowd separation between him and arjan and schiznabat is just like behind the two of you just like this is great this is like having a fast pass through uh through the city streets and that is when you arrive to what looks like a domed building that has this nice kind of golden hue uh, on the topmost bowl. Uh, and you can see it has a large slat that is removed uh, as the cusp of a telescope uh, kind of peels out from that large slat. Going into this building, uh, you see that this place is covered in maps. Maps of various quality, of size, of different places. You see the names of all sorts of fantastical places that you have actually been to. Places such as Ysgard, such as the Hells, uh, even the Feywild. And the Feywild, it says star map dated, and then it has like a, like a circa, and you're not really sure what year the star map for the Feywild is uh, because then you see like star map for the Feywild and it's like two, like, like instead of like 1581, it says 1583 and like the stars are completely different um, from, 
Elmander was able to see. And when you arrive, uh, Skiznabat uh, calls out, just, old friend, you have a visitor. And you hear just, hi. Mm. What? And from the top row, you see a little gnome with these large glasses, like jeweler glasses almost, that have this star field pattern on the glass and just uh, uh, do my eyes deceive me and uh Skiznabat says no no old friend uh same you know same skis that you've always known just uh look a little different these days uh these are my friends um and he motions towards uh you all uh, Skull. Uh, Gwen and Arjan, uh, if you don't mind, uh, we are willing, uh, to purchase a set of maps. Oh, well, then you've come to the right place. And you see that they take a, a automated little elevator down from the chamber where they are using, uh, this large telescope and makes his way over to you. And you can see that he has, like, a very fierce hunch um, and like his body is like almost like crescent shaped. And from what you're able to see, Arjan and Gwen, from your height advantage also, you can see that the telescope itself has a kind of like crescent relaxed seat in it. It looks like this guy's back is fucked up specifically from just being in his telescope chair far longer than he should. Uh, this gnome is probably in like his three to 400. Like he's an old gnome. Um, and he says, oh, it's lovely to meet, uh, the three of you. Are you planning on joining up with this old cards, uh, adventuring party? How long has it been? A month? Two years. Oh, well, it's been a while. Uh, I'm sure he could still uh, show you the ropes. Uh, uh, no, actually. Um, other way around, Elmander. Uh. And Elmander sort of like looks at you and like puts the goggles back on. Uh, uh. Um, oh, my apologies. Uh, they hiring you? Yes. We, oh yes, well, you make an excellent choice. We have a ship. We have hired more, and we need suitable pilots and and captains. And Skiznabat was highly recommended. And you can't ignore a musician. They are incredibly important on any piece of flying vessel that you get your hands on. Now. He said that you were looking for a map. He says, where exactly are you looking to a map to? And I'm fairly certain that I will have exactly what you're looking for. No one knows these stars better than me. What about the dark star? Okay, um, hold just a moment, please. And he walks over to the door flips the sign from open to closed, locks it, draws the windows, and then sort of shambles back. Did you say um, 
uh, arc star dark star yes the dark star i have heard of this place i am uh, can't say i've ever been but that's kind of uh general safety tip is never go to that place i'm uh, don't need to ask too many questions or to pry is there a reason you fly to your death, son? To make it so that people will not be flying to their deaths. Oh yeah, we'll be fine. We've already fought him once and one. Okay. I mean, we've actually fought him twice and one. The second one was a little rougher, but... Okay, um... Well, I do indeed uh, have uh, some maps that we can string together that um yeah well let's uh, follow me please and he will begin making his way towards uh, a larger uh map repository uh and as he begins like clearing aside tables and and uh getting things set up skiznabat just says i told you he's if he hasn't been everywhere, at least he's willing to buy that information from those who have. He's a good find. Where did you find him, though? Oh, you don't find... You don't find Elmander. Elmander finds you. That, and he's the only one who sells maps of any value, uh, any use on this rock. Uh, oh. Not necessarily has a monopoly... Uh, you know, other upstart starographers, are, uh, astronomers are able to, to create their stores, but uh, he's been here since, well, since before Prince Andrew was uh, in command of the rock. He is quite possibly, besides the rock itself, its oldest standing feature. And uh, at that point, Elmander lays out uh, what look like a stack of maps. Like, he's got at least five on here. So, one condition for selling you these maps. And I will offer a good price on them. But, if you go to where the Dark Star lies, you tell me what's there. Really tell me. Okay. That's a deal. Uh, and Elmander uh, will like extend his hand out to you, Arjan. <laughs> and that's the only code that I really abide by is, uh, you know, worst case scenario of... Uh, best case scenario, you come back with the information. How about that? We'll only think about the best case information. Now... What we have here is a map of, of the Astral Sea. And then you see that there is a little red arrow marker that says you are here. And there is like a small moving like mile wide chunk of rock uh, that seems to kind of go in this uh, circuitous fashion. It seems that his maps are not stationary maps, uh, that they have a uh, layer of enchantment upon them where they actually will circle and move based off of the moving of the celestial bodies that they are um so if you want to get to 
Darkstar. First, you're going to need to go, and not directly into, but you will need to hook along the Gates of Limbo. Now, the Gates of Limbo, uh, Skiznabad is very familiar with. It is what caused him to be a flump. Uh, but the magical surges that come pouring out of that gate, as long as you don't do it too close, uh, things generally work out fine. You know, you're going to want to ride that wave until you see the entrance of the Fugue Plane. Uh, we also call it Dream Space. Now, once you hit Dream Space, it's smooth sailing until you get to Doom Space. Now, Doom Space is going to be a little bit more hairy. Uh, they do enjoy uh, a little bit of a bloodbath while you're out there, but as long as you stay away from anybody uh, who's trying to capture you or, or any of those things, you don't have to worry about Doom Space all that much. Uh, although uh, the Nightstone Pirates are, uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go near them. Uh, they have been known to capture individuals and then uh, keep them aboard. So again, don't bother with those pirates. They're bad folk. Uh, but it looks like you all have a straight and narrow over your head. Yes, Gwen. Hi. Uh, yes. So Doom Space. Uh, uh -huh. Can you tell me a little bit? Uh huh. So there is a. You said it. Bloodbath. Uh, it is. Uh, imagine a, a space station. So a giant chunk of metal. Uh, that has been fine-tuned, sort of like a spell jammer. Uh, but it is about the same size as uh, the rock. Imagine that had a big pit in the middle filled with sand, uh, and they, uh, you know, if you get captured, they throw you into the pit for entertainment purposes and entertainment purposes only, uh, while you fight to the death repeatedly until you lose. There's a smile on Gwen's face. She looks to, <laughs> to Grayskull. In Giant, uh, he says, I wouldn't mind getting captured. I would like if we had to idea. fight, but like... Uh, uh, looks back to Arjan. Eyebrows? No. Okay. Now, here's the tricky part. On the far side of Doom Space, there is, uh... How would we describe it? Uh, uh, like a sinkhole in space that goes to seemingly nowhere. Uh, others would call it a black hole, but obviously that leaves nothing to the imagination. Now, the Dark Star, who is believed, is banished on the other side of the Eye of Doom. In order to get there, you must sail directly through this uh, black hole. And once you do, uh, you would arrive in worm space. Or the Dark Star, Kingdom of Nothing, uh, whatever the tales might call it. I like to call it worm space because it's evocative and it tells you exactly what's there. Have you heard of bear space? Oh, bear space. Yes. No, that is a, uh, it's not a frequent visit, but, uh, you know, sightseeing tours. Uh, it like has to sort changed. of like pass by every, ooh, it's yeah, changed. It Do the stars change? Very recently. Uh, well, uh, the, um, a mountain has been removed oh. and placed on this. Were we on this plane when that was? No. Where, uh, no. 
in Simon, what's what's our what's our space? Uh, Chorus aired is the name of the plane. Uh, as far as if there had to be a, it would just be like I don't know, plane space, the material space. Um, if in uh, our space, our system, whatever uh, Chorus aired is, um, it was. Bear space was in the path of the plane breaker. Oh, okay, that makes sense. The plane breaker and I—not uh, that we don't see eye to eye. I'm not even really sure what it is. Is it to be on? I know it's a chunk of rock that sort of like through places. But as far as changing the stars and, and things I care about, honestly, it does very little. Oh, okay. But thank you for the update. Of course. If anyone looks for a map of bear space, uh, I will let them know that uh, be on the lookout. There might be a missing mountain somewhere. Very strange place, bear space. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, did we get everything we wanted? Oh, uh, well, I, I suppose uh, the thing that you want most uh, would be the maps. Now, if you are going to worm space, as you so told me, I would be willing to part with these three maps. Normally, these are priced at around 800 gold pieces, 800 to 1,000 each. I would be willing to part with each of these maps in total for 500 gold pieces on the promise that you come back and tell me what exactly is the worm space like? What's out there? It's one of the few places my telescope can't reach. And Skiznabat looks... To the rest of the group. 500? 500 gems? I think it's good. Is there, any, is there anything that he's holding back or just not telling about Doom Space? Or, or the Eye of Doom? Um, make an insight check. Eleven. Eleven. You don't think that he's necessarily holding out on information relating to there. Um, but it's probably more related to the fact that he most likely has not left this particular place. Like, he could be giving you, like, hey, watch out for this threat that has not been around for like a hundred years like his grasp of what is actually there is different than his understanding of how to get there because the pathways haven't changed but whether it's uh warring groups that sort of thing he's not very sure at least that's what you're getting from him Five hundred's fine it's a deal 
and he will uh, say, "Do you need these gift wrapped, gift received?" No. Okay. No ret- uh, No refunds. No returns. And he just begins to. Uh, he'll actually take one, and there is like a strange automated, uh, automated structure that is on the side of the table, and you see that he just feeds the map into it, and it'll come out rolled with a piece of twine uh, at the very end. It says, I invested in this thing a hundred plus years ago. Saves me so much time. Next stop, label maker, baby. Uh, and he will hand you uh, the scrolls. That'd be great for, like, arthritis. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I also managed to get some of the, uh, they call them shaky spoons uh, that I got from, from things that make you say, wow, you hold one oh, no. end and then the oh, spoon no. stays there while you're getting it. Let's get some out here. We, we, we have to go. <laughs> we have to go immediately. Uh, yes, uh, onward and upward, uh, however you to the stars. To the stars! And Wizard to powers! Space. I mean, to the stars! Doom! And I think as you're leaving, just Doom Space sounds fucking sick. Oh my god, we have to go. Arshan, like, please. That's our destination. But like, the Coliseum of Blood. No, I think that's more like if we get captured, though. Oh no. Uh, oh no, no. We're not totally going to do that. No, no. That might put the whole mission in jeopardy. Oh, we can't have that. Nope. Nope. We'll never do that. No. no. Uh, and uh, at that, Skiznabat sort of chuckles to himself uh, and uh, says, all right, well, uh, next up, uh, I believe we're actually closest, relatively close to Gift Town. We can go see if Sybil's been picked up yet. Uh, Ooh. And, presents? Uh, presents? Uh, of a sort. Uh, an ex- is an experience a present for you? No. Then possibly no presents. Uh, but, you know, I'm not... He seems like the guy with the coin if you're looking for presents, but this is Gift Town, uh, sometimes called Gift Town. They really don't like it when you call it Gift Town, but there has been hearty debate between the groups as as to how it's properly pronounced, and that's really where a lot of the uh, a lot of the duels come from. Uh, is the Gift Town versus the Gift Town deniers? Mm. And honestly, if it was Gift Town, it would be made of peanut butter, uh, but it is not. It is uh, made of houses and structures. So, Gift Town uh, is the side that I am on. Okay, you could have just said no. And he shrugs. He's like, I've missed having a mouth, and I will exercise it. Uh, as you begin making your way over to Gift Town. Now, uh, as we go back to the Folk Guild House, uh, Corey, Calum, and Robinson, the bugbear, are all making your way through the city streets, and Robinson uh, says, All right, so, uh, have you ever been... Uh, you ever been sailing with a cabin before? Uh, yeah, actually. Oh, really? Wait, your captain? My captain, yeah. No? I mean, if you count sailing from where we were to here, then yes, but that was just a one-time thing. But can you tell me this, boy? Sorry, uh, I don't believe I cut your names. Calum. Calum, all right. 
Corey. Corey. Ah, all right, Calum, Corey. Does the captain still have his edge? His razor wit. It's way around a cutlass. Oh, we haven't experienced any combat. Mm. We haven't seen him fight anything. Oh, well. Yet. 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 Hopefully. Not necessarily, hopefully, but, you know, it happens from time to time. Uh, Why do you ask? I haven't seen the man in two years. Comes back, whisks me off my feet for an adventure. Well, he was a flump for some of that time. Yeah, you mm. aware, yeah so, so he wasn't a flump the last time you saw him? He was a flump the oh. last time I saw him. I see. And he told us, he told all of us to wait at the rock. So we did. I found a good job with that large Luigi, you know... He's one of the few people who doesn't seem to mind that I'm uh, a little more shady this time of year, uh, especially working in the hot kitchen. But he gave that me full rein and... They've made the proper accommodations. He's a good businessman, that large Luigi. I owe him much. Now, enough about me and my history here on the rock. What we're here for is Calliope. Uh, and as he approaches, you hear, uh, or rather you see, uh, this kind of smaller looking theater, uh, and, uh, in, or from inside of the theater, you can hear that there is what sounds like a, uh, like a fiddle being played in tandem with an acoustic guitar. There seems to be a steady, like, drumming coming from it, uh, and you can see, uh, that performing today... Uh, is none other than Eddie and the Winding Waves. And uh, Robinson sort of laughs, just always a flair for the dramatic, that Calliope. Hey, mm. <laughs> have a follow-up Calliope question. is your musician? Aye. Most important job on any ship. Keeps the crew morale up. Aye. I see he's been a, you've sailed before. Yeah, for a while, for a time, about half a year. I was the navigator on a very special vessel. Aren't they all? Uh, and uh, as he says this, he pushes in and you can see, or rather hear, uh, again, this sort of like up-tempo uh, fiddle uh, there's an acoustic guitar. There is a, a drum associated with it. And when you pass by the foyer doors, uh, and it seems like ticket to entry is like five silver. It's pocket change. Robinson easily, if you all don't have money for it, he will gladly just like 15 silver uh, to walk through. And uh, once you enter into the back of this theater, you can see that it has sort of uh, like an incline down to a general stage area. There are box seats that are, are relatively packed. Uh, and it looks like this show, all things considered, is actually popping off. Uh, you see that there is a uh, grungy looking man uh, on a uh, with a longer coat who has an acoustic guitar. Uh, it looks like there is a kick pedal that has been uh, kind of like 
uh, figured onto what looks like a box and that steady bass drum is actually him stomping on the ground causing the kick pedal to uh, create more of that bassy sound coming from the box uh, and then you see her you see Calliope uh, and you see watch as she bounces across the stage and the presence that they are able to command is unparalleled from the audience whether it is through the light of their glory or just from good stage coordination you know that this room is brighter with her in it the sweat of her brow whips off as she is breaking uh as she is breaking the waves with the throes of her body and then you hear her voice and there are no words that you are able to understand but and no sounds that could come from any other place as she cries out in anguish delight joy we aren't sure but whatever emotion it is that comes interwoven within her song, you know it is rooted in the pure passion of the performance. That, in this moment, even in a room as crowded as it is, there are only two people that matter. Her and you. And I'd like for everybody to make a charisma saving throw. Oh, damn. Uh, plus something for me hold on yep five yeah i got a 25 interesting 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 well combined it's a 19 minus one so 18 18 okay <laughs> uh and robinson uh, let me roll for him oh it's plus six actually Ooh. 19 all right robinson fails and he seems to like you can tell that like his vision gets a little blurred and he's just oh like just like fantasizing about uh about a music video that uh he and Calliope are obviously starring in in his head. Uh, My loneliness is killing me. Like it's one of those like it could be like a salsa, it could be anything. Like he is just having this like completely smitten moment uh as he rolled a 3 on the die. Uh seems like he's missed his dear performing friend uh and as a is result this a, hmm? is this a charm effect by the way no uh, this isn't necessarily checking. a charm this is just uh you know in that aftermath of going to a live concert where you're just mm -hmm. like nothing else sounds good because you're so caught up in the concert that you were just at like that is what this ability is is that she just has a magnetic personality through a performance. Uh, so on a fail, which again, Robinson got, uh, he will have disadvantage on perception checks for the next hour uh, as his thoughts constantly drift back to the performance. On a success, which the two of you got because you rolled higher than an 18, uh, as Thanks, she... Corey. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Uh, so as she is playing her fiddle in a uh, whirlwind of fury, the two of you can make out that there are like there are individuals who are creeping low to the ground like on the back end of bleachers just like pickpocketing like it seems like they are actively just like stealing little bits here and there from the audience and you're guessing that by like the way that calliope is is performing this is part of the act as far as she's concerned uh 
Oh, I, I was going to say, if one of these uh, thieves come up to Corey and Calum, Calum will flick a gold piece at them and give them a wink. Uh, you see they catch it, and then they, like, as they catch it, they bring their hand under and sort of toss it up, and then you can see a uh, bronze and a silver piece also kind of pop into the air, and they juggle for a little bit, pocket them, tuck them in. That's cool. Uh, and like it was one of those like they were like flipping it with. Let's say that they with were flipping the, it. They're with rolling their it on their yeah, knuckles. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, as this is, and you watch this pickpocket, you also notice that in the box seats and kind of amongst the crowds, that there are a clutch of individuals that all reach into their breast pockets of their oh, coats and they pull out identical red masks which they quickly don before members of the box where before one of the members of the box seat pulls one of the pickpockets around to face the audience as a chorus of voices announced shows over uh and as they say that you see a burst of red from the chest of the captured pickpocket as a lead ball lodges itself into the rafters with the only through route being through this pickpocket's chest cavity. And I'd like for the two of you to roll for initiative. Holy shit. You know, maybe going to the star charts was a better idea. <laughs> you just get a weird no and being like, ah, I don't really care if anything happened to bear space. Oh, oh shit, We Caleb. got traumatized during the last area. It's your time. I got 10. Okay. Uh, 17. <laughs> Sounds good. Google Sheets removed the functionality I needed, so I have to go use a different thing now. Um, so, that being said, uh, yes, yes. Aha. Thank you, sort data range. Uh, so with that being said, it is, things are getting out of hand. Things are going to be getting out of hand quickly uh, as there are three individuals that will be going before you, Calum. Uh, although you are not considered surprised as gunfire, uh, gun smoke ends up beginning to fill uh, this here area. Now, that being said, um, let's see here. So there are, uh, like Eddie, the one playing the acoustic guitar, uh, ends up, uh, you see a spell is going to try and get them. Uh, it looks like they are being held by a hold person spell. Not great. Next up in the initiative tracker, uh, is going to be another one of these individuals that was kind of amongst the crowd. Uh, and they are also going to try and cast a hold, uh, a hold spell on Calliope, but they, uh, Calliope got a natural one to defend against Ooh. bad time. Uh, next up as the third, and again, this is one of these, uh, kind of, uh, could I counterspell? Yeah, you can definitely counterspell that. I'll counterspell it at fourth. Okay. Yeah, this was a... Let me just check here. Is whole person a fifth? Because it's hold creature first. So it is not actually a hold person that they are casting. They are casting hold monster, which is Ooh. a fifth level spell. So I will need you to roll for that if you counterspell it fourth. You got it, boss. Uh, that's a yes. 
A yes? Resounding. Okay, sounds good. Uh, then next up, uh, what they are going to do is that you see that one of the members of uh, in the boxes, you see twists and twirls above their heads, a uh, flaming sphere that you know, Calum, uh, to be the start of a fireball. And they Oof. drop it into the audience uh, here <laughs> inside. Uh, and it is very quick. Uh, and as it does, uh, a lot of crowd members, uh, you know, they saw a great show as their last one. And good for Went them. out with a bang. Went out with a bang. Uh, but you see that the fire magically shapes around the individuals wearing these red masks. And Calum, you're understanding of uh the school of wizardry these seem like evocation wizards it seems like explosions and damage that is their mo uh as they have just gone now next up that being said calum hello uh just one second need to read something real quick uh yeah cool beans uh calum will start stepping back away from them and he how many of them are there uh in total one two there are nine in total cool cool can i have five of them make charisma saving throws i target them with an eighth level banishment spell (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's in that one that is a 16 21 is what you want to hit okay okay the wizard makes it. Caleb just snaps his finger as he's standing next to Corey and um, the bugbear chef. Robinson. Robinson. And he just mutters, well, curtain call. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, then let's see here. Uh, yeah, that would be... Okay, uh, so then the next one to go, you see uh, now that like there's a little bit of fire spreading where all of the people once were, uh, this individual is going to pull out a crossbow and you can see that there is like a glowing something or other in the chamber of the hand crossbow that they have and they level it and point towards a rafter and shoot and as this crossbow bolt hits the rafter the bolt explodes causing structural damage as parts of this theater begin to collapse uh that is of course their turn uh and that was all the people uh up until Corey. Hi, that's me. Uh, there are two performers on the stage, right? There are. There is uh, Eddie, and then there is the Winding Wave, known as Calliope. So two performers, Robinson, Calum, and myself, makes mm-hmm. five. Conveniently, that is the exact number of people that can be targeted by a scatter. Um, I'm going to shout to the performers on the stage. <clears throat> well, friends of Skiznabat, please don't resist. And Calliope, you see, like, turns, looks, and then immediately clocks Robinson. And just, ah! <laughs> um, and I'm going to cast Scatter. Okay. And assuming nobody resists the teleportation, I can take them 120 feet uh, away. Okay. Into a place that I can see. Sure. So, just basically... everyone back in the foyer? Yeah. Well, I'll... 
can I like look out a window or something? Like, so it is a theater, the... so they don't really have windows because you want. Oh, I guess you're right. The dark I'll theatrical pop us, lighting. I'll pop us as far as I can, uh, back out through, through the foyer. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so yeah, you all get popped back out of there. Um, then you start hearing. Uh, uh, it sounds like uh, there is like a cry of surprise. Uh, and then um, you overhear um, uh, you overhear uh, what you're assuming is their leader. Like th it sounds like it's coming from higher up. So in one of the box seats where you're guessing that the dude blasted uh, and a cry just goes out, bring it all to the ground. Huh. Yeah. That being said, uh, Robinson is going to uh, look at the party, look at Calliope, look at this individual who's like, Hurr! like Eddie. Yeah. Stuck. Um, and uh, Robinson uh, just sort of asks uh, Calliope, um, I think the juggler knows about this. Uh, and Calliope just sort of nods and says, nothing gets by the juggler. Um, and, uh, as she says that, and you hear the, uh, you hear the, like, group of people being like, oh, bring it all down. There's suddenly the sound of additional fighting that is not your group. And then it goes quiet. And, like, things are still, like, smoldering and and but there aren't any additional explosions calum how long does banishment last a minute i believe so it lasts for concentration up to a minute okay um so as it goes silent a uh half elf will poke their head into the foyer uh and says i'd like to talk to whichever one of you performed the disappearing act if you could oh. just come this way, super Walks quick. Over. Hi, can I help you? Rough locations, where were they when they disappeared? Calum reaches into his bag and produces a bit of chalk. Just mark it for the boys, will you? X, 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 X. Um, do you want one for questioning? No. No, the the Red Hoods have been uh, thorn in our side for a while. There's not really much that we can ask them that I don't already know. Okay. X. Thank uh, you. Roughly. You're here for Calliope? Oh, yes. Sorry, we need her. The ship captain demands a musician of her caliber. She will be missed. Well... I'm going to be busy in about, I'm guessing, what, 30 seconds left? Could be sooner if you wish. Here, hold on. Hold on. This is my favorite part. And oh, they. I think see... this one, and he'll like point to the rough estimation where their head is, like right around here. Noted. Uh, and uh, they call out, All right, everyone, places. And you don't see <laughs> anyone here. <laughs> and you see this individual walk up to the closest X that they can see, and they just begin to juggle. 
Just one. Oh, two, the juggler. <laughs> two. And they are just having this steady moment of just concentration. And then the banishment ends. And there is like surprise of people sort of looking around. And one of these individuals turns and looks and like looks at them. Looks at this ha like looks at this half elf and looks at the balls being juggled. And they say, that's the first order of business, kid. Watch the hands. And as they continue to juggle, you see a third arm come out <laughs> from underneath with a pistol and just shoot them. <laughs> the man with there, a third arm from Once Upon a Time in Mexico. There is a series of gunfire of what sounds like uh, historically accurate stabbings as if Christopher Lee was responsible for their direction. Uh, as what appears to be this group of red hoods uh, is quickly dispatched by the juggler's men. Uh, and as you see that little arm sort of like slink back and then it almost like meshes in to their shirt. It's like it's a hidden third arm that they have. They just catch, catch, catch into the pockets. And they look towards you and give you a bow, Caleb. And at that, they turn and say, I'm here all week. L wrap it up, folks. Uh, and then you start hearing the like, goo, 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 like the sound of industry as they begin to immediately re repair this, uh, the folk guild house. And Caleb, as you watch the juggler walk away, having just snapped people into existence to reconstruct their guild hall, that is where we are going to take our break for the evening. We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you all shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome. Simon! Ah! I've got two really bad jokes for you. Oh, God. <clears throat> if April showers brings May flowers, what does May bring? my birthday pilgrims because uh, may flowers oh my god this guy this uh, fucking guy he gets me. also where yeah. do butts go when they're sick you say butts or boats boats the sick bay no they go to the ship the the, uh, the ship dock oh. to the dock to the ship dock I see. And then my favorite joke, how do you get a tissue to dance? You put a little boogie in it. Ew. I like that, but gross. I'm going to tell that to my nephew, and he's going to think that's the funniest fucking thing ever. You're going to be funny Uncle Simon for like five years. I already gave him a Gundam model for his birthday. I am the cool uncle. Good. And I will lord that over... Well, he doesn't have any other uncles on my side, so I can't really do that. But I would if I did. <laughs> that being said, um, hello, everybody. We have returned. Uh, Calliope has just been reunited uh, with Robinson and uh, Corey and Caleb after you all watched a uh, an attempt at arson uh, unfold. Uh, there was several uh, bodies that also exploded, uh, several concert goers that uh, saw a wonderful final show uh, that went out in a blaze of glory. Now, that being said, uh, your group basically like takes a step out uh, of the Folks Guild Hall uh, and 
Robinson uh like clasps Calliope by the arm and gives her uh gives him a big hug uh and says it's been years I mean not really like I've seen you in passing and all that but like god I miss hearing you play uh and Calliope has a, a soft giggle that sounds like chimes uh she says don't worry about it uh don't worry about it Rob um you know if you're here and the captain's here there will be plenty of other opportunities to listen to me play. And she'll, like, pat him on the cheek. And he just, like, preens a little bit uh, as she gives him just, like, gentle pats. And she says, so, uh, sorry you had to see all of that. But honestly, taking care of uh, taking care of the Red Hood gang, or at least, like, the members that showed up today, uh, earned you some pretty big favor points uh, with the juggler. So... You know, uh, don't really talk about like what they look like and all of that and secrecy, but uh, I'm pretty sure that is uh, that's kind of what's letting me join you all so fast. Otherwise, there would be like a whole like once in the gang, you're always part of the gang. I wasn't really in the gang. I was more like parallel to the gang. I was participating in gang activities, but I was not affiliated with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're like yes. a outsourced work. Uh, collusion? Is that where you're like assisting in a crime, but you're not the criminal? Accessory. Accessory. I was an accessory. I was an accessory to uh, a good time, a great performance. Uh, multiple, multiple crimes. Uh, and one and wonderful, wonderful crimes. Uh, but you can't who, put a price who on exactly? happiness. exactly? Hmm? Are the Red Hoods? Who exactly oh, are they? Oh, uh, so they have kind of been a thorn uh, in our side for a while. It's a bunch of plucky young I... upstarts uh, who think that they can control the Rock of Brawl better than anybody else, better than Prince Andrew or any of the other underbarons who may or may not exist. Wink, wink. Uh, but, you know, we don't really give them the time of day because whenever they show up, they try and destroy our guild hall. So we kill them. And, I see. So they're just a rock of brawl thing. They're not anywhere else. I believe they are just a rock of brawl thing. I mean, like, okay, if they aren't, their problems are like solely rock of brawl based. So it would be weird to like see someone in like penguin space who's like oh, Red Hood, like red masks or die and you're like ah it's not really a thing that you you do for the most mm. part but mm -hmm. i'm sorry well, i'm calliope it's yes nice to, to meet you. you i'm Corey. i love your aura it's beautiful very sparkly your vibe is uh, mm, fantastic i love your hair how do you get it to to do that Oh, it's divine power. Don't worry about oh, it. <laughs> I see. I see. No, it's okay. It's okay. You can keep your secrets. <laughs> it's not a secret. And uh, I'm I'm sorry. I don't believe that we've been introduced. Caleb, pleasure to meet you. Caleb, uh, it's an absolute delight to meet you as well. And I believe you've already met Robinson as he's the one who brought you to me. Uh, so. Uh, yes. Um. As I said, um, Skiznabat is back and he would like for you to join his crew. Is he still handsome? Last I saw, he was like a little spaghetti man. He's handsome, but different. Different could be good. 
Uh, think of the smuttiest novel you know and imagine the male protagonist splashed on the front of that, somewhere around that. And she giggles uh, and shoots you a glance and says, the sluttiest novels that I, the smuttiest novels that I know don't have male protagonists. She oh. pats your chest and then walks away. Huh. And as she walks, she says, so where are we going? And Rob and like Robinson just uh, like you can see like he like de like there is like the disconnected like four oh four loading in his eyes and then she says like where is she going just, uh, goes to follow after. Sorry for fun. assuming. <laughs> she seems fun. Oh, she's the hey. best. And Robinson will go up and begin filling her in on the people. I uh, like, all right. So we still need Sybil. We still need Thora, Balthazar, uh, and and of course our lovely shipwright, uh, Madeira. And Calliope is just sort of like, okay, just like also like figuring out figuring it out as your group uh, continues to walk. Now, meanwhile, in Gift Town, LB slash Gwen, Arjan, Skiznabat. Grayskull, you all have your star maps successfully purchased. You begin making your way in the Rock of Brawl, going towards Gift Town, uh, Gift Town proper. And you can see that past a certain point on the city wall, which looks like it's like reinforced steel, like it's not made of brick. Like this is like almost like fortress level walls. And you can see like there are parts of the walls where like there's like it's like a bump coming out. And when you get by the gate and look over to where that bump was, you can actually see that it's bullet holes. That, like, there are, like, still bullets that are lodged in the walls of this cordoned-off part of town. Uh, and looking around, you can see that, like, there is a group of about three uh, multicolored penguins, each wearing hoods that are sort of, like, squawking by, trying to get out of your way. Uh, there is uh, a gnome that has a giant hamster next to them uh, who looks like they have, like, stuff on their back, like they're some sort of pack animal, and Grayskull is like, all right, but I thought they were, like, tiny, though, and, like, seems very taken aback at the sight of a giant hamster. Um, and that is when you also see standing roughly around the uh, uh, six and a half to seven foot tall hippo people. Just gray trunk legs, big hands. Uh, one of them has like a blunderbuss that they are just casually uh, have casually hoisted over their shoulder and others are wearing like uh, I, I want to call it um, like Disney peasant princess where it's like the little white bandana over where hair should be, uh, very simple colors. One of them is like setting a large pie out onto a windowsill, and it seems like a relatively nice part of town. And then you hear gunfire, but like nobody is like reacting to it. It seems like there, if anything, there's like a look of annoyance. Uh, and you see that there are some young, uh, there are two young hippo lads uh, and a young elephant man uh, as well that seem to like rush off in the direction of this gunfire. It seems like uh, this duel, uh, what have you. 
um, is going to be uh, drawing their attention. And so Skiznabat sort of like nods and says, uh, do you want to see what the real gift town looks like? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Sure. Follow me. Uh, well, rather follow the crowd. And Grey School's like, I don't know what's happening, but the fact that people are seemingly okay with all of that surprise thunder is surprising. Yeah, I think I think it's okay. Uh, she starts to climb up on Grey School and like pops a squat on his shoulder to get a better view. Uh, yeah, the world's changed a lot, buddy. I mean, you've seen guns from my perspective before, right? Yeah, but, like, each time it happens, people are generally like, ooh, it's too loud, or, oh, my God, what is that? But, like, nobody's looking yeah. like like that. And he, like, motions towards um, one of the, uh, one of the GIF, uh, and the GIF is just sort of just, like, is it over yet? Like, they just seem, like, very, like, not mm -hmm. wanting to, uh, not wanting to engage in all this. But yeah. Skiznabat is, like, leading you forward. Uh, and you come around uh, a, uh, <laughs> you come around a corner, and on the street sign, uh, it says Duelist Lane. Uh, and you can see that, like, this street is, like, three times as wide as a GIF. And looking down, you see, like, one of them has, like, a pistol at their hip and, like, big twitchy fingers. And another one wearing a large hat also has their hand on a pistol. Uh, and you see, like, people are, like, looking out from, like, buildings and stuff. Like, this looks like a Wild West standoff between hippo folk on a rock floating through space. And as these two are looking in, uh, you hear... On the count of three! Uh, and you see that there is uh, what looks like a um, like a monkey person. You're not really sure what that's about. Is like poking out of a big clock tower. On the count of three! Fire! There's one, two, shoot! Uh, and as they say shoot, you see that the two GIF bring up these, like for them, pistols. For you, it's like a musket as they go to fire uh and you see one of them just like takes a bullet into the stomach and collapses down uh and the other like twirls their gun pockets it looks like we have a winner folks uh as uh this space monkey uh decries uh the victor as the other one sort of comes down to the ground and you see um like from uh from the crowd it's hard to call them a person a person they are because law of sentience and all of that but it is just a ball of goo that is forming pseudopods into legs they have like a it's like flubber uh where it has like a nice like pot basin uh instead of a belly like they are just sort of that shape pear-shaped uh and then these like jellied arms and you hear coming from like emanating from this creature somehow just three doors down and to the left boys uh and you see that there's some gif who like come out of uh what appears to be a saloon and like pick up that gif and and begin taking them back and they uh as this plasmoid 
uh, begins to turn and walk, they stop. And, like, their whole lower torso turns in the direction just... Well, my stars, if it isn't the captain. Uh, and this plasmoid will, like, jelly on over to your group. Um, and Skiznabat, just arms crossed. Sybil, how are you? I've been doing well, Captain. Uh, just giving in a little field practice. And he nods and says, anything that we can help with? Uh, it'll be over shortly. Uh, but here, come on by to the practice. Um, and uh, you follow this, like, moving slime, this plasmoid, uh, off to what looks like uh, it's like a very thin building. Uh, it seems like it is just a front door. There's somehow a second story up above, and you're guessing that it's, like, just wide enough for maybe one person to be in. You don't know how three GIF is, have fit inside of here. Uh, but fit they have. I'm sure there was a lot of pivoting uh, as they tried to get their injured friend into uh, this building. But uh, Sybil will then walk over uh, or sort of glide over to uh, where this gif who has been shot uh, says. And she's like, all right, did you learn your lesson? And the gift raises a hand and says, never! She's like, all right, well, that's why they call it a practice and not a perfect, so let's go. Uh, and you see that she puts her pseudopod arm onto where, like, the bullet hole is. And then the gift just makes, like, this grimacing face as you see, like, the jelly of the plasmid beginning to shift, but you can't see what is happening until eventually you see what looks like the bullet into her palm and she brings her hand out as part of that plasmoid goo like stretches from the bullet wound uh that is on this gif and then she takes that bullet and it just disintegrates inside of her she shakes out her little pseudopod uh and she says um I got to deal with your family. Payment's not necessary right now, but um, best skadiddle doors will be closing soon, darling. And just, uh, thank you. Uh, you're on to fight another duel. And she's like, ah, just, you could at least wait until you're healed, but no, I get it. You're pride before the fall and all that. And he's like, I don't know and I don't understand the meaning of the word fall. I, okay. And these gif leave and you are left with this plasmid who is just like there in an establishment. Now, I am surprised to see you here, Captain. Last I saw you, you were just like a little spaghetti man. Just, uh, well, yes, it was uh, a, little bit of ago, a little bit ago, but uh, it seems like you've made quite a name for yourself, Sybil. Uh, I am understanding that real estate is a little bit hard to come by. Ah, uh, it's not so bad. Uh, really, you just got to accommodate the size of the patients that you bring in. But other than that, like I said, it's practice, not a perfect. And uh, as long as you keep the prices cheap, people come whenever there's bullet wounds. Uh, and Skiznabat sort of laughs um, and says, uh, all right, uh, I believe so a round of introductions are in order. Sybil, I would like for you to meet Arjan. Uh, uh, Grayskull and Gwen. 
uh, we are going to be joining them on a very dangerous mission. Well, ah, shit, it wouldn't be a captain if it wasn't a dangerous mission. How do you do? And they extend a pseudopod out. Uh, hello. Um, yeah, we're traveling apparently through Doom Space. Oh, like to the arena, blood. Not specifically. It's going. It'll be a little past that, Sybil. Just oh, okay, okay, like uh, like vault. A little, a little bit past past that, Sybil. Like the eye. Oh. Well, shit. Why are you going to fly all the way to the eye? We're not flying to it. We're flying through it. If a if an ooze could look surprised, uh, but there is a laugh that comes, and you see uh, their rotund jelly uh, belly sort of like jiggle as they do. Just, Captain, have you lost your goddamn mind? Uh, no, Sybil. Uh, we will be flying through it, and we will be assisting. Uh, our employer with a wonderful expedition that, if we are successful, could put our names into the annals of history. I don't really care about history all that much. I care about living. Going through the Eye of Doom is a short trip to not doing that. Just, oh, don't be a poor sport, Sybil. One of them is a god. The other has been blessed by a god. One of them is apparently on T. Matt's good side. Oh, shit. I know, apparently she's not, like, so bad, all things considered. Uh, and they have a wizard. Like, like a, like a good wizard? A, a very good uh. wizard, from what I've, from what I've told. Uh, what I've been told from, uh, would you describe Calum as a good wizard? I not mean, morally speaking, like, power-wise. Uh, uh, yes, very powerful. Uh, but if you'd like. Uh, we could demonstrate power to you if that's something you would feel more comfortable with. You could shoot me if you want. And like, there is like the the lower body turns, and then the pseudopod like arm points. I, I mean, like, there's look, being in Gift Town, you learn a thing or two about the Hippocratic Oath, uh, and. I don't think I can shoot you. Like, I'm a pharmacist, not a harmacist, if you get my drift. Just the shake of her head. What do the hippo people have anything to do with it? Well, you learned that, like... It. Huh? They have everything to do with it. This is Gift Town. It's Gift Town, baby. Now, if you want to go oh, outside... Gift, not Gift. Got it. Oh yeah, no Gith Town. Like the Gith don't have a town. I was wondering where those guys were. We we just came from Gith Town. Oh, Captain, I have a few more questions that just keep popping up. The more that they try and answer them, I, I know, Sybil. We'll we'll go over the whole plan once everyone's together. Oh shit, bands back together. Uh, Calliope is going to be joining us. Yes. Count me on board. Need don't need to say any more. Uh, although I'm sure uh, an explanation will be uh, uh, a refresher course will be nice uh, when we get to the point where we are 
sailing into the core of a black hole. Any road? Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Uh, and they just begin, like, packing bags and, and getting everything ready. Uh, Corey and Calum, uh, so you, uh, your eyes are set on the shipyard. Uh, you also were aware that there was somebody that you needed to pick up uh, in... Uh, in Gift Town, but apparently Skiznabat uh, and Robinson have a method of communication where Robinson uh, is alerted to the fact that, you, you know, you don't need to uh, you don't need to do that now. You don't need to go to Gift Town if you don't want to. No, I keep forgetting I have that spell. Sending? No, it's the, the mind link spell uh, <clears throat> where like you can just link up minds and then go about your day. Telepathic bond. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Okay. Uh, so uh, to the shipyard, I believe, is the next station. Uh, so when you are getting close to the shipyard, you can see that your spacefaring vessel is a mechanical dragon. And somehow, that is not the wildest design choice that you have seen for Spelljammers. Uh, going up to the shipyard, you can see that one just looks like a straight, like, terrestrial galleon that has a big-ass cannon loaded onto the front of it. You see one that looks like a scorpion, uh, another that looks like a pond skimmer, uh, another that looks like a squid, which is a, a, more like an arrowhead squid and not like a nautiloid squid. Uh, yes. Can there be one that's a ball with arms and a cannon on the shoulder? Yes, ball is most certainly there. Ball, 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 ball. Um, you see that that's actually like, it's. it seems like it is being used to help construct uh, on the other vehicles as well. Uh, and when you arrive, uh, you end up going uh, to the foreman, uh, who is a halfling by the name of Meridian Sandyfoot. Uh, and Meridian Sandyfoot, uh, seeing your group approach, uh, says, Ho ho! And hi there, friends! Uh, what can I do for you? I do. I see some familiar faces here. You're not here to steal my best shipwright, are you? Mm. And uh, Robinson says, I mean, we're not really stealing. But if you force us to kidnap them, just know that we mean no harm by it. Uh, and Meridian says, oh, no harm, no harm. I mean, when we took... Uh, Madeira and Thora aboard. Uh, we assumed that one day adventure would call, as happens with most everybody here on the rock. You either sit here to become a fixture, or you go flying off into space to have grand adventures. Uh, now, I am... Uh, I feel like I've done a disservice. Hello, my name is Meridian. And he will extend a hand to Caleb. Uh, Calum, pleasure to meet you. Ah, Calum, nice to meet you. And you must be... Like, hand oh, up to Corey. It's Corey. Corey, oh, wonderful to Sorry, meet I you. was just uh, keeping my head on a swivel. Oh. You don't have any enemies, 
Do you? Why are you looking to make one? <laughs> no. I'm just making sure that you're not going to get attacked. Oh, no, no. Nobody would attack us here. That'd be foolhardy. Is that Make an insight so? check. <laughs> Me as well, or just Corey? Yeah, you both can make an insight check. Coolio. 18. An 18, okay. I have to... Do it. Do it, game. I demand it. Or did you send it to the thing? Uh, I have a new setup. There it is. I got a six. Okay, Corey. Oh, no, I hit it twice. I got a 15. A 15. Okay, yeah, the both of you. This guy is giving off the same vibe that the juggler gave off. Oh, good. Excellent. Oh, good. This okay. is the area boss. Got it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, he definitely has that, like, the whole shipyard is his. And if you want your ship to work well, you don't piss off the guy who builds ships. It's a very it's a very generalized rule here on the rock. If you want something done, don't piss off the guy who does it. Don't well, piss it off the guy cooking I... your food. Yeah. It was a bad idea for the Red Hoods to attack the juggler as well, and yet they still did it. Oh, so no. that's that's more of like a territorial squabble, you know. And uh, there's no territorial squabbles happening here? If there was, and I found out who was causing the squabble, there are more than there's more than one way to lose a house. I'm just saying. Anyways, you came for your ship ride? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, you know, we like to have fun here. Halflings, yeah. <laughs> you like food, drink? Uh, anyways, so you're looking for uh, Thora, I'm guessing? Yes. If you'll uh, give me a brief moment. And he pulls out a sending stone. Uh, my love, uh, yes, no, that, um, it's time. He hangs up. I'll get Madeira. Uh, she's apparently been working on something in private that she wants to show the captain and all of that. And, uh, you know, if you see Skiznabat, tell him I said hi. Um, and this little halfling sort of like trodges off uh, into the back of the shipyard. Oh, and if you see anything you like, um, you know, if uh, certain things fall specific ways, maybe we could work out a deal. And uh, Calliope just, we're good, Meridian. Thank you. Thank you. I can't hurt a guy for trying to bust a sail. Uh, and Meridian will uh, depart and when they return uh, and sort of leave your group. Uh, and Robinson just, you fuck that guy makes me nervous. He's just, like, so happy on the exterior, but, like, you could tell there is, like, a place of darkness deep inside of him. Oh, yeah, no, I got that, too. And, like, you can see there is, like, the full body hair shake uh, from this bugbear. Uh, and Calliope, what? I think he's fun. Yeah, you think a lot of dangerous people are fun, and they generally aren't boring, therefore fun. Uh, I think we have differing definitions of fun uh and I mean, he seems nice enough 
That's the problem now, isn't it? He's always nice enough. Tell he's not. And uh, as he says that, you wouldn't be talking about me, would you? As Meridian makes his move back. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what they say, light steps and all. Uh, and you see that he comes back holding the hand of a uh, purple-skinned gnome who has shock white hair tied in this giant braid that seems to come down. Uh, and he says, I am going to miss you so much. And she says, I know, I know. But you've been missing me for the last 160 years, so what's another couple? And she kisses him on the cheek and then comes up to the party. Uh, uh, Thora, drop deep at your service. And who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? She extends her hand out towards you, Caleb. Oh, uh, Caleb, pleasure to meet you. Hmm, this one seems like he respects his elders. And, uh, what about you? What's your name? What's your deal? Uh, hello, I'm Corey. Are you two like What's a thing? A, a thing? Yeah, you like a thing? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, well. No. Well, uh, I'm grandmother we're friends, be. but we're not together, no. Um, actually, I'm separated my, from my loved one oh. at the moment. Uh, you and I have a lot in common, and not just the years behind your eyes, sweetheart. <laughs> I think she, like, genuinely, like, smiles a little bit and just kind of, like, tucks her hair behind her ear. Uh, and then you hear, uh, the sound of an explosion. Uh, come from deeper in the shipyard, followed by uh, a, a brusque, harsh voice uh, swearing as you see, as you hear a hop, 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 as a series of mechanical, uh, like, again, they're not really warforged. You would describe these as an autonome. Uh, begin carrying buckets of water. It says, motherfucker! Like, just yelling from down the shipyard. Just, I believe Meridia it's almost done. Yes. Uh, here, come on. And uh, uh, and uh, Thora sort of like elbows Meridian. Just why don't you show our company a little hospitality? Oh, yes. No, of course. Uh, hospitality and, and all of that. Yes. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't dream of it, dear. Thank you. Uh, so last person uh, to pick up uh, here is... Um, uh, or at least that you are going to get is, is Madeira. Uh, and uh, as Meridian uh, takes you deeper into the shipyard, and again, you can see these variety of spell jammers, uh, you end up turning a corner, and there is a uh, what looks like a human-ish girl. Uh, and we say human-ish because there is still like a little bit of point to the ears, but it's not like an elven, like refined point. And it's not, it's enough that like you're, you're guessing that there might be some elven way down the line, but you aren't sure. And she is just like yelling to her shoulder saying, yes, I know the cuplink was wrong. It'll be right next time. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and then she goes back to working. Uh, and uh, Robinson uh, leans down uh, to the two of you, Corey and Caleb, and just, have you ever heard of a Kalishkar? 
Have I ever heard Have of a Kalistar? Uh, make a <clears throat> history check. I'm good at these. I want their place of origin. I want their population count. I want... What'd you get? Uh, natural 20 plus 11 is yeah. 31. Oh. Well, I got an 18 plus 0, and that's really good for Corey. Okay. Yeah, Corey, you have... Uh, you, you've heard of Kalistar, kind of. You know that, like, in the Feywild, they didn't really come up a whole lot because it wasn't really, like, a Feywild mm -hmm. thing. It was more associated mm -hmm. with, like, the Material Planes, and Material Plane history was kind of boring when you were so close to being a Kalen. But, like, all There things... are elfy elves and elfy humans, and Kalishtar aren't elfy anything, so... So, like, really why pay attention to them other than, like... <laughs> Like, when you would hear about a Kalistar, like, that was usually slang for, like, when you had, a, like, a sleep paralysis demon. Like, oh. when, like, when you would, like, wake up in the night and, like, you would see a thing, like, off in the corner of the room. You'd be like, oh, Kal like, I got visited by a Kalistar. Like, uh, or a Kuori is what they were called. Uh, whereas, Kalem, <laughs> you know, that's a thing. Kalistar are most certainly things. They are uh, human-ish. Uh, and we say human-ish because they are their own specific kind of people where at a very young age, they will effectively form a bond with a creature known as a Kuori. Now, when they form a bond with the Kuori, uh, typically it is, uh, you would hope that it is... Uh, a, a more like back and forth style relationship. Sometimes the quarry takes over. Other times they completely dominate the quarry. Uh, either way, it does give them magical psionic abilities. Uh, and they, uh, there aren't many of them around. Not for lack of, uh, not for like that human lack of trying uh, necessarily, but like they seem like they are, uh, almost a borderline like religious sect where like they don't really like they aren't really keen on doing things outside of the church every once in a while you meet some that are indeed not part of the Kalistar proper but for the most part uh, you don't there's not really a lot written about them even with a natural 20 but with your natural 20 you did get uh, and also you would also know that uh, the Kuori are often referred to as sleep paralysis demons and uh, in a kind of joking manner um, from Aladrin and others uh, that live throughout the Feywild uh, because most of them don't sleep. Most of them trance. So it's like every <laughs> once in a while, they're like, ooh, it's a trance paralysis demon got you. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Uh, don't so sleep. I, I, that's why I don't sleep. You see demons. But yeah, oh. uh, they are covered in soot. They have a big set of goggles that they like lift up and you can see that it is like the raccoon pattern uh, from where the soot did not get their eyes, which are like a brilliant golden yellowish color. Uh, and uh, as they sort of like dust all of the soot off of themselves, they have big gloves. Uh, they're wearing coveralls. Basically, if you're picturing the mechanic from Atlantis, just that, but... Uh, as uh, as a Kalistar instead of they look down at your group sort of like rub their eyes and like get soot like into their eyes from like where it was and then like kind of squint just 
Well, I'll be damned. And she swings down uh, on a rope in a very valiant style and sort of like lands in front uh, in front of your group in Meridian. Just, uh, Madeira, um, how much uh, damage to that? Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll fix it. It'll be fine. Uh, and yeah, oh, I don't think she will. Uh, and uh, Thora says, um, well, uh, these young folk uh, apparently have hired the captain for one grand adventure or another. Uh, what say you, Madeira? And Madeira's eyes get big. Captain's back? Uh, so Robinson says, I... Uh, and she turns, uh, Meridian, thank you for letting me work here. This was lovely. Consider this my two weeks notice. Also, my availability has changed. I cannot work any shifts in the next two weeks. Thank you so much. Uh, I sort of expected that. Um, uh, and, uh, Thora just sort of giggles and says, um, and claps, uh, claps, uh, Meridian on the back and says, don't worry, sweetie. I'm just going on sabbatical. She'll give him a kiss on the cheek. Um, and uh, that, uh, the two of them are uh, have joined your cadre. Uh, and they say, all right, well, uh, uh, we're only missing one crew member now. Uh, my boy, my son. Uh, and... Um, at that, uh, Meridian says, I really wish you wouldn't call him your son. It's a little weird. Why? I made him my own two hands. Balthazar is going through his rebellious teen phase, and he's turned off his sending receptor. Uh, last I heard, he was working at the Man of War uh, in the High Quarter. He said something about... Um, I think he was getting wrapped up, and uh, there was a lot of cooking shows that showed a, a rather party-hard-or-die ride lifestyle for, for chefs. Something about a bear, I'm not really sure, but he seemed really into it uh, and <sighs> sort of left us all behind. But if anyone can talk sense into him, it'd be the captain. Um, and uh, at that, Robinson uh, like messages the captain, uh, and says, um, The helm and the hands have been taken care of, Captain. All that's left is the boy. Uh, and meanwhile, over in Gift Town, having gathered Sybil into your group, uh, Gwen Arjan, uh, Grayskull, and um, Skiznabat, uh, you get the call that uh, all that's left is the boy. You know that he is going to be located at the Mana War, uh, which was a very fine dining, uh, lovely restaurant uh, in the uh, in the high quarter. So uh, Skiznabat suggests uh, that we can either all go there uh, or, uh, you know, uh, he can send Sybil back. Uh, he'll probably send Sybil uh, to the dock um, because it takes Sybil a little bit longer to walk places because they sort of have to do this like jellied maneuver uh in order to do so uh but kind of gives the location of where your ship is tells them uh bill and ted are there and at which sybil uh sybil claps as best as the two pseudopods can uh because uh according to sybil 
Bill and Ted get into all sorts of trouble and are constantly needing uh, medical practice uh, done on them in order to keep them stable. So she's very glad about that. Uh, and will begin making her way towards the dock. The rest of you begin making your way towards the high quarter. Uh, and as you do, it is very clear that there is a difference of wealth and a difference of power between the high and the middle quarter. Uh, it goes from being uh, a strip mall to being like how sometimes like a mall area will be like a city block where everything is nice and bougie and there are parks. There's even a lake. There is a large lake here in the Rock of Brawl, and it looks like there is a hill that has been built up specifically so that way people with affluence uh, or who want to show off uh, particularly how wealthy they are will always try and get a nice view of the Lake of Brawl uh, because obviously that's what people with money do. They, they just want the view. Uh, that being said, uh, making your way through the streets, you could see like there are people wearing like gold-plated armor, bejeweled swords, that sort of thing, and Grayskull is like, is it wrong that I think they look like cans? Like, yeah, they're a little cans. gaudy, huh? It's a little showy, and like, notice how like none of them have scuffs. Yeah, yeah, they're just like for show and not for like actual use. It's kind of like. Like, I want to be, like, the first dent, you know? But, like, this seems like oh. the place where, like, they would definitely throw me in jail. And I don't know if you've seen this face, but I would not do well in there. Well, maybe I would. I think you'd be great. You think I would do I well in the would. dungeon? Well, That's I very that sweet would... of you to say. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more like people would see how awesome you are and they'd have a hard time, like not hanging out with you you know i think that they wouldn't hang out with me for a little bit because i would probably like okay how about this it's your first day in the dungeon what's yeah, like yeah. how are you establishing dominance because uh, like i'd rip a dude's arms me. off and like leave him oh, looking yeah, yeah. like a stick yeah yeah I, i'm thinking kneecaps like i'd do oh, great yeah, at yeah. breaking kneecaps i mean you know the height and stuff so probably that can Caleb hear this? No. These two oh, we're, are they're, they're, very, Yeah, yeah. This is a separate group. Uh, very far away. You have been told to reconvene back at the tyrant. Listen, what you do is you pee into the middle of the toilet bowl to assert your dominance. Sure. I don't know if I can aim like that. Wait, what? Did you say something? You see you that there's just, like there's just like a little like a dude on the street corner that's like I would pee into the middle of the bowl and like no one asked that man, no one at all. Uh, Grace School is like this is why I only want to speak in giant to you from now on. I'm sorry, it's weird. Okay, uh, speaks in giant. At least like uh, until we're you know like back on the ship, but like I don't know, there's weird people here. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of all weird, isn't it, though? Like, I mean, did you know anybody besides Goliaths and, like, people who attacked them when you were alive? There was Goliaths, there was orcs, there's mm -hmm. hobgoblins, elves on occasion, humans, dwarves on occasion. Mm -hmm. Most people, like, I don't know, my interaction with them was mostly, oh, please don't kill me. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless they were Goliath. Yeah. Anyways, did you have a love interest? Well, I don't know if we ever talked about this. Not to derail things, but I'm just curious. I mean, it it doesn't really matter now if I did. Well, I mean, I did have like there was somebody who I like I had my eye on, but then like before I could even like do anything about that, like I, first and foremost, I did not die a virgin. I would like to toss that out. However, when it came to like, like setting aside like my love of, of violence and bloodshed to like raise a family, I sort of stuck with like the blood and violence stuff. And then before the family aspect could kick in, like I died. So yeah, it didn't really right. like I was a chieftain in my own right. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, know. whoops. As far as, yeah, like, leaving somebody to take care of the tribe after me. Like, that was, you know, hindsight. But you never think you're gonna die. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever die. Uh, Arshan. Uh, I say in common. You turn uh, and he is casting, seeming to re-up his rich boy attire. Oh, oh, shit. Should we dress up? Uh, do you I look pretty to? fucking great right now we just got me you new do. clothes they don't even have mud on them do you do you want a ball outfit i i don't want one but if you think it'd be better if i had one i i just did this for my own comfort but oh, okay no no i'm good but i can do um, you too is no 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 that that ship has sailed uh what uh is it weird that well, I guess is it more weird now that I'm actually talking to people who are not in my head than, than I than talking to someone who's like right next to me? Because we just have it. We normally have conversations like this, but like. And Gwen, you hear in your head, the rest of us are still here. Oh, I know you're still there. I'm not just saying. Is that Salomon? Hi, Salomon. Uh, uh, uh says hi. That's nice. She says that's nice. Oh, that's not high back. <laughs> he just like gets a little sad. Anyways, <laughs> continue on. That Skiznabat is like the whole dynamic of what is going on with Gwen is just a mystery to him. Like he, like one of his crew members, also had a spirit, but she did not have like an army of spirits all just like hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes we have dinner together, you know. Like it's just Gwen sitting at a table having multiple conversations with people <laughs> that are just in her head. You know, sometimes it's easier that way. Uh, and uh, you all get up to the gates uh, or the the uh, entryway of the Man of War. You see that there are like chauffeurs here to take carriages. There are uh, like it's 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 not a uh, it's not a restaurant in the sense of the word it is a dining experience you know like it is it is very full of itself as far as what it is able to offer and when you arrive uh they ask if you would like to be seated and Skiznabat says you know like some like the person we're already looking for is inside uh and uh the person like the the maitre d uh with their little clipboard says oh and uh who is uh 
who is this person? Um, and uh, Skiznabat, like, fingers on the forehead, deep sigh. I'm not staying. If that's what you're asking, we're not going to fill any of your fucking tables or whatever. Now get out of my way, you pompous dick. Uh, and the Major D just, <clears throat> not with that attitude, you're not getting by. I'll see you at the bottom of the list. Uh, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Mm. Uh, I am Guinevere Stompfoot of the uh, Stompfoot uh, Green Reach. Um, we know I'm very far from home, but we have a, a quite high standing in the Halfling Society. Um, is there any way that perhaps on your uh, lovely schedule you could fit us in? Uh, just we, we just mean to speak with someone who resides here. We're not going to take any of your time. Please excuse my rude friend and they will uh get down towards your level uh green reach you say yes three days wait time thank you look sarjan like can i punch her is this cool and grayskull does not wait for confirmation <laughs> there is a grab at the chest like of the like shirt and just what just enough of this and he throws them. Uh, and as he throws them, it is through the double doors that are like protecting the restaurant. Mm -hmm. The doors kick open and he watches this Mater D sails in and like tumbles <laughs> across the ground. Uh, there are servers who drop food, that sort of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And it looks like a, a general scene has been caused in Grayskull, like leans down to you, Gwen, and winks. It's like, this is how we get the gods. Um, yeah, double thumbs up. And uh, as he does this, you see that there is an autonome wearing what looks like a little bow tie and has a apron on the front. And they have a tray of food and their head turns on a swivel to see yours. And you hear, Captain. And just skizzing about, uh, like gives like the three finger uh, hello, just... Balthazar, it's good to see you. We're going on an adventure. Want to come? Uh, and you see that Balthazar looks at the table that they have all of their food prepared for. Uh, that's like wonderfully plated. Uh, mm -hmm. Looks like there was a lot of time and effort put. And they just drop the entire tray onto the table spilling food everywhere. The people are like, oh my god! Like, shocked. And I they... Saw pull their bow tie off and level it their head cocks back and you hear a as a flamethrower just takes out the bow tie as they drop it and it turns to ash and cinder uh and balthazar this auto gnome fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool fuck you fuck you to just like Cursing out every single patron here at the Mana War. Uh, and as they are backing out, they are holding two mechanical fingers aloft and saying, I spit in your food. I spit in your food. I spit in your food. Uh, as the Mater D is like, you will never, five days waiting time. You will never come back here. Guinevere of Green Reach. Not if your life depends on it. 
Uh, and as they say that, the doors close, and uh, Skiznabat is just laughing, like patting mm-hmm. uh, Balthazar. Just, That's my Glenn. boy. Bal, how's it been? Glenn I do not want a, to a work through service, Captain. So uh, yeah, Balthazar will, like, extend a hand out to you and just, like, full shake. Uh, extends a hand out to Grayskull, and Grayskull, <laughs> oh, it's cold, uh, as his hand is shaken as well. Um, and says, I do not wish to work food service any longer, Captain. These people, these gabas, these ghouls, I do not wish. And uh, Skizenbeth says, well, where we're going, the only food that's going to be cooked up is Robinson's. Thank Mechanis. Let us leave. Uh, and Balthazar just do, 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 do. And uh, Skiznabat says, all right, time to go. They're usually pretty quick about, like, the whole guard situation. Uh, most things are cool here, but, like, you know, you still don't fuck with the Mater D. That being said, good job fucking with the Mater D. And uh, he'll, like, punch uh, Grayskull, like, in his hip because of height difference. And Grayskull's like, all right, time to go. <laughs> uh, and he is giggling, running through the street. And well, you have acquired cool. the last uh, party member. <laughs> Looks to Arjun. It wasn't me. Should I talk to him? I don't know that there will be an, a reason for that. Okay. We're out here. Yeah. You all begin just do, 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 like rushing out of the high quarter, at least like around a few corners and then just like, ah. We can relax. It's fine. And like you see like some guards like up, 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 like going up the city street towards where the man of war is. Uh, and Skiznabat says, they are used to that sort of thing up there. It is a higher end establishment, but it was established by adventurers. So like, honestly, we gave them a more authentic adventuring experience. If they really wanted to, they'd go down to like hang out with large Luigi. That's a fine dining experience, as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, uh, gang, this is Balthazar. Balthazar, this is the gang. Hello, gang. Balthazar, Hello. everybody. Uh, Thora, he's uh, Thora is going to be joining. And like, if a auto gnome could roll their eyes, like they make like the like like a very showy uh representation of it um and then says um i do not wish to share a room uh, that's you won't... fine we have two ships uh, that's fantastic uh you won't need to share a room bow like it it'll be fine it's it's going to be okay i trust you captain do not make me regret that and they begin walking just softly serious he must really like you all uh and y'all begin making and uh at that schizenbat uh lets robinson know that balazar has been acquired uh and your group is heading back towards the uh the docking bay uh the shipyard where the mechanical tyrant is currently being kept um 
upon your arrival, uh, we would I would say that Calum, Corey, your group is going to be arriving first because you stayed in the lower uh, portion uh, of the general Rock of Brawl, whereas uh, Skuznabat and crew were up in the uh, higher portion, obviously. Uh, that being said, you arrive back at uh, the Mechanical Tyrant. Bill, Ted are there. Uh, they are talking to an ooze that has like a doctor's travel bag. Um, and Rasa is just like, like just watching. It's like watching this unfold. It seems like her default uh, is to not get too involved in conversation when she does not know the people, uh, the parties involved. Hey, we're back. Oh, you must be the good doctor. And uh, there is no... There's no turning of the body, but you see that the direction of like where the arm would bend on the pseudopod to differentiate that it is looking forward versus back just snaps the other way as their effective joints just reverse on pivot and just, the name's Sybil. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, I am a practicing doctor. Well, pleasure to meet you. My name is Calum. I'm... I guess one of the people who commissioned your crew on the this wizard? little, yeah. It's good to have a wizard on board. Always good to have a wizard on board. What's the kind of shit you do? Like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mostly blasting. I like this wizard, boys. I like That's... this wizard. At um some point Arjun is gonna summon the meeting room all right uh before we get too wrapped up in introductions i should explain what it is that you all may be signing on for uh please step into my office yeah and you watch as this cast of characters like all with their own unique walk patterns and walk cycles and all of that make their way into uh into this meeting room and you can see that some of them are like oh my god i haven't seen you in like a hot minute like i see you in passing but i got really how you been and like there's like a general like the crew is getting back together and they're having good times about it and now they are in a meeting there's a whiteboard or at least a projector screen but they are they are attentive so everybody has a packet everybody is um aware of the plan um broad strokes of what we're doing uh whose information we're going off of um so you know big old um uh profiles of illustrate asmodeus orcus um tiamat sariel i think when you're like listing like orcus asmodeus balthazar Metal. <laughs> Just he seems to enjoy the sources that you have. God, are there any good or are there any better gods that we've gotten info info from? Um does Talos count? You've gotten information from a lot of like on above board ne'er do wells. Uh, as far as deities go. <laughs> uh, Raven Queen kind of gave you some info. We do have Raven Queen. 
So we have we have all of the goth genders covered, um, and Arjun's just gonna go through um, every like the broad strokes of where we're doing, how likely it is we we are to die, what's gonna happen if we don't succeed. Um, if you are not willing to sign on, um, I suppose you can remain here in brawl. Uh, otherwise, just sign here uh compensation benefits all the other terms and services and when you say that madeira uh leans in not to be you know that person but like dental dental covered i can look into somebody who can fix your teeth sign me up uh yeah and it looks like uh there is a brief moment after you're just like all right like here's the risk of death here's everything that we have going on and like you can tell there's like a bit of unease throughout the crew but then when it comes time to sign skiznabat will stand and look to his crew and says you are all here because you are the best at what you do. You have also been my traveling companions through numerous uh, uh, traversals into the beyond. And look where we are now. I even healed. I figured out, like, they helped me become not a flump anymore. And I owe them that. And I know that each one of you owes me a lot more. I'm not calling in a debt. As Arjan stated, if any one of you, for whatever reason, would like to stick behind, there's the door. You would have to go out that door anyway to get on the ship, but... Still, yes. That being said, if you all do this with me, do this one last voyage. Then we can part ways. But know that if you do come, you do join. Your names will be remembered. You will bring honor to everyone who ever knew you simply by existing. And I'm fairly certain, and he looks towards Balthazar, they can't charge you with crime if you've saved the multiverse before. And Balthazar, like, you can see, like, there's a whirring and then a ding as a, like, ooh, I can commit crimes if I do this. Um, the point is, as your captain, we have been hired to undertake this journey and know that I cannot do this alone. Who's with me? And there is a wave of hearty eyes as Skiznabat's crew agree to join you in their in your voyage to the center of the Eye of Doom. And I think as the group cheers and Arjan, you look at all of these able-bodied sailors, spacefarers, that have joined to your cause. 
that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I'd like to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by. I was having a great time. I'm always having a great time. And you know what? I'm going to continue to have a great time on this here show because I always have a blast with these fine folk. RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody, I'm RJ, and I really hope that we completed all of these crew members' friendship missions for our jump into the Mass Effect drive, because I don't want to see Garrus get impaled by an I-beam again. Uh, you can catch me over at the Hive Goblins on Thursdays, where we play D&D 5e um, <clears throat> with a twist. It's all third-party content. Um, Saturdays over at G Game Nights, where we play Blades in the Dark. It's an amazing game. It's so... It's Ocean's Eleven, but grimdark. It's fun. Uh, Sundays, once again, over the Hype Goblins in the morning for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Uh, we're going to have some fun there. Other than that, you can catch... Did I say Arches22 on Twitter, Twitch, and Blue Sky? Yeah, I did it now. Haha, <laughs> thedaykeeter.com. Hello, everybody. I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me at LB Hackamup on the Twitters and the Twitches, uh, where we will be playing uh, Friday night. Lauren and I will be back streaming. We actually might have a guest, probably not this week, but soon. We met uh, 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 some dear friends at PAX, and we're going to be uh, playing some Phasmophobia with some of them, so I'm excited about that. But we're probably going to be finishing up Dead Space this week. And then on Sunday, uh, Playthings of the Gods is back. We are going to finish our fight with Mask. Uh, the god of thieves and trickery. They have done 244 damage so far to this beast, and he is not going down yet. So that'll be fun. Uh, and I'll be back here on Monday. Uh, check out, so I might be putting out uh, content for TTRPGs that I found and like, or board games, but who knows? I'm really tired because I just got back. Zenekino.com. Wait, I'm cyber. You can find me at CyberWorld1 on Twitch. I should be at Cyber on Blue Sky. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I stream on Saturdays. I don't know what I'm playing because we finished uh, Cheers of the Kingdom on Saturday. So, yeah. TheNakedInner.com That leaves me. Hi, everybody. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener of DanaeKeener.com. You can find me there. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, you can also find me on the Previously Bird app uh, for the time being. There's a pinned tweet there. Check it out. Uh, look at all the things that I do. Uh, DanaeKeener.com. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Sunday at, well, Monday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Sunday, we are still out uh, next week because of scheduling. We might play, like, Quest or something uh, if our dear friend the Hype Goblin ends up uh having stuff together to run that if not uh hey that's what the youtube's for that's what the backlog's for you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are also being made available for free you find us there under indoor adventures you play the episode it's free it's fun it's a good time um i don't know what the 
uh, I know that next week we'll be able to play. And then the two weeks after that, I believe Wings will be out of town. Uh, and I will probably be using that time to move uh, because I have a very quick turnaround for getting out of my current apartment. So that being said, uh, look for us in the announcements uh, either on Blue Sky X which is still just twitter.com uh and uh and the discord discord is always a good place to go and check that out uh that being said uh we are not going to be having our after show tonight because again i gotta go pack lb just came back from gen con today uh so we are going to be heading out we'll see you all next week and just remember today is august 7th 2023 and you are loved we'll see you all next time Bye-bye.